Hello, my friends. Peggy Moore here with Discover Your Personal Power podcast. It is July 29th, 2020, and my birthday is tomorrow. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I love birthday time. It's a fun time to reflect and look at the past year and what I've accomplished and what I want to accomplish in this next year that's coming up. Hopefully, it will be better than 2020. but pretty exciting. I also just got done with my first ever Facebook Live. I'm pretty excited and proud of that. I am part of an entrepreneurial group and we do challenges or little workshops for each other. And I did this one on personality types and it was so fun. Maybe I'll end up putting it on the website for you guys to check out if you want, but very proud of myself for, I'm not good with technology. So doing Facebook Live officially was a little scary for me. So, um, I was able to challenge myself and do that. I also want to give a shout out to my friend, New York Nanny, who wrote, so sick of COVID restrictions. Peggy's thoughts on resiliency are just what I needed to hear. I want to say thank you so much for leaving a review on iTunes. I am so glad I was able to provide content for you that was valuable. That is my goal. Um, If you guys like what you hear, please leave me a review on iTunes. Currently, iTunes is saying that I do not have enough reviews to uh, for them to rate it on iTunes. So some more reviews would be very helpful for me. Today, we are talking about beliefs. Beliefs are the foundations for our thoughts. Beliefs create maps that guide us toward our goals and give us the power to take action. Your beliefs are the master commanders of your behavior and your results. Beliefs control your body and how we respond to crisis and criticism and opportunities. Beliefs tell us what to notice, what to focus on, what that means, and what to do about it. Beliefs create our thoughts. Our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our behavior and give us our results. So where do we get our beliefs from? Our beliefs come from the environment, our experiences, and the meaning we give to those experiences and the environment. When we're young, we're like a sponge, soaking in opinions, knowledge, biases, values, and beliefs. We're taught how to behave in different circumstances by our parents' reinforcement, whether it be positive or negative about that behavior. We're taught relationships as we watch our parents interact with each other and with the sales clerk at Walmart and the pastor at our church and our teacher at our school. We learn everything from health, sex, our bodies, religion, beauty, power, and the world around us from those closest to us. We learn who we are by seeing ourselves through the eyes of those who care for us and develop us while we're young. Through conversations and interactions with family and friends, we learn how to speak, how to act, and how to react. We learn the proper way to fight in an argument, the proper way to stand up for yourself or not, the kind of career you should choose, the amount or kind of education that would be considered appropriate. We're told that our behavior was good or bad according to the norms, cultures, or beliefs of our family, friends, or neighbors. 
We also learn our beliefs from events or experiences that impact our lives, causing us to form beliefs, often unconsciously, but these events and experiences affect our entire worldview. And then subsequent experiences help us to reinforce and cement those beliefs. Our brain then starts to search for evidence. Our eye sees what our mind tells it to. We begin to see evidence all around us that reinforces that belief. This is called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias means we look for and find evidence to support our already existing beliefs. We also create beliefs from our past achievements and failures. We may develop beliefs about what we're good at and what we're not good at from things that we've tried when we were young. Dr. Shad Helmstadter calls it chameleon training. Chameleon training is learning to blend in, to accommodate, to tune in to what everyone else thinks and wants, and tune out what you really think or want. Chameleon training can teach us to be nice, conform, belong, and hide our light so that others can shine. We learn that parts of us are, quote, good, and parts of us are, quote, bad, and we're taught to discipline ourselves to pay attention to only the good and ignore and deny or imprison or push down the bad. But the more we try to shut off our parts of our inner self that are, quote, unacceptable, the more conflicted and fragmented we become. Sometimes we can lose ourselves in our connections or our relationships so that we can no longer see ourselves in the mirror, but the person that we're, quote, supposed to be. The media also helps us form our beliefs. Television programs are designed to intentionally wire our brain to respond to their messages. They show us what we should be, superhuman managing our families, careers, all while keeping our kids on time, on track, well-fed and well-adjusted. We're expected to have a great marriage, great sex, maintain a gorgeous home, be responsible for aging parents, all while fitting into a size 8 or smaller. We're supposed to find time to exercise, manage our retirement funds, care about the world, be active in the community, and in our free time, of course, relax and have fun. And on top of all this, we're supposed to manage our feelings, never break down, never take things personally, never feel just plain rotten or complain that it's all too much. And if somehow you drop the ball in any of these areas, you can end up feeling defective, like you need to work on yourself to make yourself better. It's a recipe for forgetting yourself. And social media. New studies have found that social media can affect the brain in unexpected ways, like making you spend more money and eating more. Too much social media has shown to alter the brain's reward center, increasing the risk of addiction. Studies have also found that social media may interfere with one's ability to think independently. Social media encourages groups of people to connect with each other that have similar ideas and beliefs and provide opportunities for discussion. This is not necessarily a bad thing, but you have to be able to look at information objectively and make decisions on your own. And then we've all heard about FOMO or the fear of missing out, a real concern and belief that can be embedded in one's core due to too many social media stories of everyone else having fun. This can have a negative effect on our self-esteem, which is one's 
belief about themselves. Deep inside the inner part of our primitive brain lies our habits, beliefs, and thoughts about how we always do things. There's an underlying layer of brain activity that can be likened to mental noise or brain chatter. This brain noise or chatter often tells us we can't do something. It's that part of our brain that tries to keep us safe, trying to keep us from working harder to overcome obstacles that may be put in our path. This noise or chatter may present itself at inopportune times, such as when you're trying to go to sleep at night. My head hits the pillow and my brain turns the volume on high, trying to figure out all the problems of the universe. When we try to meditate or sit in stillness, when you listen and feel and experience this mental noise, you're delving into that storage and processing center of your brain. Unless we choose to make mindful decisions, our daily choices and actions will be on autopilot, just living life according to the whims and dictates of this inner, primitive part of our brain that's trying to keep us safe and always taking the well-worn pathways that we have already forged in our brain. Because this is the way we've always done it, when we start to listen and start to choose the thoughts, beliefs, and pathways we want for our life, I call it cleaning out the chatter. As we clean out the chatter, we listen and we start to make conscious choices about how we want to think, how we want to believe, how we want to feel, and how we want to behave and show up in our life. As we learn to get back to our own inner voice and our personal core beliefs and values, we learn to hold space for them. Paying attention to our thoughts and emotions takes a little practice, especially when you've been going on autopilot for so long. This is where meditation is helpful. I love how in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, she talks about going into her closet to be alone with her thoughts and figure things out. She says, it was hard at first. She didn't want to be alone with her thoughts. She says, each 10-minute session felt like 10 hours long. I checked my phone every few minutes, planned for grocery lists, and mentally redecorated my living room. The only things I seemed to know on that floor was that I was hungry and itchy and suddenly desperate to fold laundry and reorganize my pantry. I was tempted to quit every second, but as her practice continued, she said, the knowing feels like warm liquid gold filling my veins and solidifying just enough to make me feel safe and certain. Your brain likes to keep believing what it's always believed, even sometimes when there's evidence to the contrary. But this is where we've always believed this. This is what we've always thought. Oftentimes we just accept that belief as being valid. But beliefs are actually a choice. We can choose what we want to believe. This is why we should investigate our beliefs. When we finally stop to listen and be curious, we may feel a little disoriented. When we are so busy and have for so long lived on autopilot, to stop and listen to our own thoughts and beliefs may feel a little bit scary and unpredictable. 
We have literally thousands of eternal feedback systems in our body. When we lose our connection to hear our own inner voice, those internal messages get blocked. So as we begin to listen to our own inner voice again, we build those neural pathways that allow us to more easily reconnect with ourselves. Did you know that you get to choose your beliefs? You get to decide what your past experiences and past events mean to you. You get to decide what your current life means to you, what you want your current life to look like. You get to decide what your future life means to you. Our beliefs are just thoughts that we choose to be true. Managing your mind means you get to decide what to think and what to feel because you have the authority over your own life. You get to be in charge of you. A belief is nothing more than a thought that you decided was significant and true. A belief is a thought that we have without question. So taking the time to really stop and listen and question those beliefs can give you a more enriching life and help you get back in touch with your inner self. Beliefs are simply thoughts that you repeatedly think about. This thought then becomes embedded in your subconscious and you begin to hold it as an absolute truth. An example of this is when we say, that's just how I am. That's just how I am. Without any thought or logical sequence or reason for that belief. Studies say that core beliefs control 90% of our actions and reactions that we demonstrate every single day. Our beliefs create our thoughts, which drive the decisions that we make every day. We can choose to believe anything that we want. The best thing about life is that we get to choose what we want to believe and whatever we want that belief to mean. So stop and take time to think about what you believe, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about your life, your relationships, your career, your family, your home. The key to becoming free is to stop and take notice of which beliefs are creating hurt or misery for you and which beliefs are serving you well. Which beliefs coincide with your core values and the way that you want to show up in the world, your authentic self. Our goal is to bolster the beliefs that serve us best and eliminate those that don't. In my coaching program, I tell clients to play detective and be curious. Use your prefrontal cortex or your executive functioning part of your brain to ask questions. Notice your knee-jerk reactions to things. Notice negative thoughts that pop into your head, that chatter. Notice negative thought patterns. Really take the time to stop and notice your thoughts. Stop and think about your thinking. Take a look at your beliefs and write them down. I also tell my clients your journal can be your best friend. You can't argue in your mind when your mind is the problem. Get it on paper and you can look at things more objectively. Write down your thoughts and determine what belief that thought is coming from. And then you decide what you want to believe on purpose. What beliefs will create the life that you want? What beliefs will create the behaviors that you want? 
What beliefs will create the results that you want in your life? Every belief has a consequence. Your beliefs can either heal you or harm you. Beliefs becomes the source of your limitation or your liberation. Our beliefs create our thoughts, which create our emotions and feelings and drive our behavior, which gives us our results. We need to take the opportunity to find the core beliefs that make us feel stuck, overwhelmed, not good enough, and not of value, and we need to change them to thoughts that serve us better. I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. I just did a coaching session recently that helped me discover a core belief that I've had all my life. I'm 51 years old and I didn't realize that this was a core belief of mine until we drilled it down. I'm a perfectionist. I've told you guys that before. I'm a super hard worker and I'm super critical of myself. I've taken things down several notches recently because I'm more comfortable with who I am, but I still have that nagging urgency to do more, to push more. If I get a 97% on a paper, I complain to my husband about not getting 100. Crazy, right? Well, in my coaching session, we drilled it down to a core belief that I am, quote, not smart. I was told quite often when I was younger that I was not smart. Those around me were smart, and as a child, I thought they knew everything. And I didn't do well in high school for lots of reasons. One, I was a teenager, and I just didn't care. Um, But I've always got A's and B's in college, but I had to work to get those grades. And my core belief was that smart people don't have to work hard. They're just smart. And so once I was able to say this core belief out loud and really look at this core belief, I was able to say, that's ridiculous. Everyone has to work hard. I am smart. What a better, more powerful core belief for me to have. But it took writing that down, drilling it out, and asking myself over and over again, well, why do you believe that? And why do you believe that? And figuring out the root of the problem. Challenging your core beliefs by keep asking yourself, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? And drill it down and I bet you will get to a core belief that you've had since childhood and that core belief may be serving you or may not be serving you well. Use your new core belief to create the life you want. Your brain will want to go back to default mode because it's easier. So you have to keep reminding yourself of your new core belief. Envision your new belief. Did you know that your imagined experiences of the future also influence your beliefs? Your brain is like a muscle and it keeps getting stronger with use. Changing those neural pathways requires effort, focus, repetition, and dedication. Say that new core belief over and over again as you start to build that new pathway. It's going to take a little bit of work, but think of how great your life is going to be with this new positive core belief. The Dalai Lama was interested in what neuroscience could reveal about the brains of people who spent years cultivating well-being and positivity. 
Buddhist monks were studied by neuroscientists and it has shown that you can literally change your body's chemistry with dedicated forms of meditation and thinking positive thoughts. Meditation causes an increase in the growth of new neurons and neural connections in the brain. These studies demonstrate that meditation on positivity and well-being not only increase those happy chemicals in your brain, but they also make you healthier and enhance your immune system. Belief creates energy, and when you add belief to any goal, something physical happens in the neural structure of your brain that helps you reach that goal even faster. Belief creates a vision. Belief creates strength. Belief creates resilience. Belief ignites and activates the energy in your body and the forces in the universe to bring what you believe to be true your way. Remember, the eye sees what the mind tells it to you. If you want to achieve it, you have to believe it. By believing passionately in something that still does not exist, you create it in your mind. Belief makes a profound impact on the brain. When we strongly believe in the outcome of our goal, we tap into that higher sense of awareness. We strengthen that pathway in our brain. Let me tell you a few more things I figured out to be true by looking at my beliefs. I figured out that I don't have to be a specific weight to be happy. I figured out that everyone else's house is not perfectly clean 100% of the time. And it's okay. It's okay to let other people share their opinion and not argue with it. And my life is perfect just as it is because I choose to believe that. I am enough. I have the best husband in the world, the best marriage ever, and my children are amazing. All because this is what I choose to believe is true. Take some time to think about your beliefs, about yourself, about your life that you currently have, about the life that you want, about the amount of money you have, about your marital status, about the car that you drive, and how you show up in the world. You can choose to question any belief that you want. Does that belief serve me? Does it help me with my goals? Is it in line with my values? Does that belief help me get where I want to get? Or is it negative and not serving me well? You get to choose, my friends. I hope you guys are able to take some time this week and stop and listen and stop and think about your beliefs. Listen to your inner voice. What do you want to believe and what kind of life do you want? How do you want to show up in this world? I would love to know your thoughts. Go to iTunes and leave me a review. I would love to know what you think. If you like what you've heard today, please share this podcast with friends. If you want some extra help or need a cheerleader, join me for a free coaching call and we can chat. Discovering your personal power is about connecting to your dreams, your values, and your goals. It's about letting go of the drama and the trauma that has created bitterness, anger, and hurt. It is all about retraining your brain so that you can show up in a way that is in line with your values 
and your goals. I hope I was able to bring a little light to your life and help you have a great day while you're recharging and you rediscover your personal power. Until we meet again, my friends.